Welcome, everybody, to Bridge Builders Communities Church Sermon Podcast. You are listening to one of our messages from our weekly gathering. We hope that you sit back and enjoy and be blessed. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for life in this church. Thank you for life inside of us. Uh, thank you that it, it is because of you we have life. And life more abundantly. And uh, you continuously surprise us with joy, with hope, mercy, kindness, faithfulness. Everything that you represent, we are grateful for this morning. So we want to give this moment over to you. This is as we continue to worship you by listening to your word. I ask, Father, that again, that everything that is in the way of in me that is uh, going to be a hindrance to your word today, remove it from me completely. And I ask, Father, that all our ears, all our spirit, everything that is uh, needs to be touched by your word today, we will be open to your to the Holy Spirit's touch. And we ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So, how many people here? are so excited, so passionate, can't wait for Monday to be here. We have two, three maybe, well, four maybe. We have, you know, okay, so how do we prepare our hearts, our minds, our spirits for Monday morning? How do we take, you know, there's a lot of inner work that happens on a Sunday morning. Uh, It happens because we happen to be in a building. But the inner work that happens to our spirit when we worship, when we when we listen to our teaching, when we encourage each other, when we even when we fellowship, God is doing an inner work in us because there's an outer work that needs to be done. And sometimes Monday seems to like this huge obstacle to overcome. So the title of my sermon, you know, the gospel and Mondays. It's because I think sometimes as believers, as, as followers of Christ, we have, a, we have a difficulty transferring what happens on a Sunday morning, that inner work that God is doing in us, to a Monday morning. Monday mornings are usually full frontal in our face, aren't they? They're like right there. The challenges, the, the difficulties, the, the things that we're thinking about, even at this moment that I have to do on a Monday is already exalting our brain cells, our spirit. Even if we're looking forward to Monday, it's beginning to, to stir up. When, you know, it's just constantly Mondays, and then, of course Mondays are representing every other day of the week. How do we take that Sunday morning where God is speaking to us, where we're corporately joining together, worshiping this great God of ours, how do we transfer all that to a Monday? But all its challenges, all its complexities, everything that, uh, that sometimes a Monday represents to us. The Apostle Paul said this in Colossians 3.17. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to the Father, to God the Father, through Him. But living out our faith in this culture... Doing things in, in his name and word and deed is getting increasingly difficult. 
the world is growing more and more hostile to the gospel message. The media, movie stars, sports figures, politicians, sometimes other preachers, label the Christian values as being hateful, being mean. And just because those of us who believe in the word of God hold these certain views about abortion, about marriage, and about a a, a number of other hot topic issues, the world has grown increasingly hostile towards those points of view. Almost every day you can run right in the middle of it, right in the thick of it. You get called bigot, a hater, just because you follow Jesus. So I think this, uh, this hostility that we face poses a number of questions. The gospel, Jesus came to die for our sins. He dies for our sins. Three days later, he rises up. The gospel, the basic gospel message that has solidified our life and our eternal life. That's the gospel message. How does the gospel message Deal with our Mondays, our Tuesdays, our Wednesdays, our Thursdays, our Fridays, our Saturdays. How does that gospel message trans- transfer that same power into our everydayness? And here's, the, here's another question. If indeed the gospel has taken the life that we once had, that, that life when we walked in darkness and in sin and has redeemed us, and now has we're, we're, we are set for all eternity because of the gospel... If the gospel has that power to do that, does it have the same power to deal with our everyday stuff? It's a good question. I'll let you think about it. Can our everyday problems and experiences and issues be dealt with with the same power that raised Christ from the dead? Do we really believe that Jesus is Lord? Not just of us, but Lord of our situations. Lord of our issues. Lord of the the problems that we face. The hostility that we face. Is He Lord of all that? Because He is or He isn't, depending on the way you think about this. What you believe about the Gospel. Because what you believe about the Gospel on Sunday, it's going to affect how your Monday is. See, that's the power of the gospel. Does it, does it just work on Sundays? Is it the only day that the gospel works? Is it on Sundays or when we have a special meeting on a Wednesday or some other night? Or does the gospel work every day of our lives? Does that same resurrection power exist on Monday that it does on, on Sunday when we're thinking about it and praising God for it? I believe God wants to, wants to stir us up today that, that He is in our everydayness. It's about living a gospel-centered life. A life that centers around the gospel. So when a problem or an issue comes up, I filter it through the gospel. I look at the, it through a gospel lens. And so if I'm having, and boy, and I do, if I have an issue with temptation or if I have an issue with sin or I have an issue with an attitude, I can ask, I say, how does the gospel affect those things? What is the answer that the gospel has about those things? See, I have to apply the way I look at my life through the gospel, not the other way around. 
That's why the gospel is more than just for Sunday morning. It's meant for Monday morning. And in all the challenges that Mondays bring us. How does the gospel apply? No matter what the circumstance is, no matter what the issue is, how does the gospel apply to that? Even on a Monday. So when I'm confused about how to, to love my spouse. Now, I have the most wonderful wife on the planet. She is the greatest heart on the planet. She is so easy to love. But I have difficulty loving her at times. Not because of her. It's because of me. Yeah, I feel the same way. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> but I can look to the gospel to help me understand how to love my wife better. The way that she needs it. So when I have the difficulty in loving my children, although they're the most wonderful children on the planet, I need help fathering them. Being the kind of dad that they need. The gospel helps me with that. So when I have trouble loving you guys, and you guys are wonderful. You're the best. Brag about you guys all the time. But when I have difficulty loving you and serving you, I look to the gospel message to help me do this. So when I have trouble loving the world out there and all my enemies, I need the gospel. I need, I need the gospel to, so I can filter all that stuff through. And so by the time it gets to me, all I see is how Jesus would do it. How Jesus would handle it. What Jesus would say. And how the gospel ministers to that. Are you with me? Are you with me this morning? Yeah. Okay. okay. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation the old has passed away behold the new has come is that exciting so the gospel is not about really good information the gospel is about transformation okay the gospel is so much more than just really good information that we hand out The gospel is about transformation. If I am new, and I am, and if you are new, and you are, that means everything about you, guess what? Is? Is what? Is what? Do you believe that? Are you believing it just because it's Sunday? Will you believe it tomorrow morning? How about Thursday morning when, when all the crap has, has hit the fan already? Will you believe that on Thursday morning or Thursday night, Tuesday afternoon? You are new. You have been transformed. The old, everything that's old about you has already passed away. So why are we hanging on to the old? Because we're not really believing what the gospel says. See, the gospel has freed us. But the Son has set free. Free indeed. The gospel message must be central, the core of, of who we are and all that we do. It is about my life being all about Jesus. And everything else is secondary. Every, every part of my life, the way I love my wife, the way I love my children, the way I love you, the way I love people... The way my opinions, my attitudes, everything has to be about Jesus. 
Because not only does the gospel make me new, that transforms, transforms me into a new person, that means the way I walk through life is also new. Did you get that? Not only am I a new person, the way I walk is new. The way I look at people is new. The way I listen to people is new. The way I love people is new. And I need that probably most of all, is to love people in a new way. So how do we convert Sunday's inner work to Monday's outer work? We were already doing a little bit of that today. But I believe one of the most important things that we can do to transfer what God is doing to our hearts on a Sunday morning through worship, through teaching, through fellowship, through encouraging each other and praying for each other is to preach the gospel to ourselves. To preach the gospel to ourselves. Let me show you. Psalm 45 says this, verse 5. And he repeats it in verse 11. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation. The psalmist is preaching to himself. He is preaching the truth of God's salvation to himself. And not only does he preach to his soul, he commands his soul to once again have trust in God. The psalmist is preaching to himself. He's saying, you know what? Hey, I'm in turmoil. Why am I questioning God? Why am I, what am I fretting about God? Why am I worrying? No, soul, worship. You will have hope. He's commanding his soul. See, preaching is this prophetic Gift that we can give ourselves. Preaching the truth of who God is to ourselves. And I am convinced if we preach the gospel to ourselves first, we are more powerful to preach the gospel to other people. Amen. Because we start to believe it. And I tell you, once we start really believing the gospel, see, you know, the scripture that Christine read earlier, she preached that to me this morning. I needed to hear that. I tell her, she asked me how I was feeling. I said, I feel like, you know the guy that does the uh, plates on a stick and keep on keeping all the plates up there? I felt I was doing that, juggling, and people were throwing things at me at the same time. That's how I felt. Not a very great feeling. But that scripture preached something to me. The gospel. And I started to change my attitude. And this is why I was able to explode in praise this morning. And why my vocal cords hurt this morning. But glory to God. He is faithful. How do we start to preach our love? I begin, I, I, I begin, I try to begin every day like this. You know how much we talk about being a son and daughter of the Most High God here. And, that, and that's who we are. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. We have been saved. We have been redeemed. We have become new creations. The, the old has passed away. But I begin every day, even though I am a son of God, I, believe, I begin every day with realization that I sometimes still sin. I sin in my opinions. I sin in my attitudes. I sin in my motivation sometimes. So I start every morning with a realization that I still need a Messiah. See, I need the gospel message. I need to remind myself who I am, that I've been redeemed, and that I can come to God and repent. And God is faithful and just to what? Forgive us our sins. That's the gospel. 
Why wouldn't I preach that to myself first thing in the morning? To encourage my spirit. Tell myself, hey, stop it. <laughs> Just stop it. Believe who God says you are. God says, you're my son. Now get to work. Get busy. Doing the things that I've asked you to do. See, I start every day like that because I sometimes still struggle. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands on this one. I still struggle sometimes with believing that God is good. Now you're not even going to look at it. Because I don't think I'm the only one here this morning. So my soul in the morning sometimes needs conviction that God is good. So I preach to myself. I preach the gospel to myself. And here's some of the verses I'd just like to, to share with you. And I, I encourage you to find scriptures and then preach them to yourselves. See what they mean. Psalm 103, 12 says, As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. God removes. That word means he widens the distance. The east is far away from the west. Okay, I don't know how far it is. But it's far. So God widens the distance between our sin and punishment. And his grace right there in the middle. He fills it with grace. Fills it with himself. Fills it with the gospel. We We have to preach to ourselves. Reminding ourselves. So knowing this makes me extremely free. So I can preach freedom to myself. You can preach freedom to yourself. Romans 8.1 There is therefore now no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. Therefore there is no condemnation. There is no adverse sentence. The verdict is favorable. This truth makes me extremely confident of my position with Christ. So I can preach confidence to myself. Soul, be confident today because you have been redeemed and there's nobody condemning you that matters. Amen. That matters. There's people out there condemning you, but they don't matter. Because in Christ Jesus, if we're walking in the Spirit, there's no condemnation that can stick. The verdict has already been in our favor. Someone get excited because this is really good. This is really good. This is really good. Preach it. Preach it. Preach it. Preach it. James 4, 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. When I am obedient and I submit myself to God, that makes the enemy run away. That word... Flee means to run away in haste. It makes the enemy run away. Who wants to make the enemy run away this morning? So when I risk, when I resist, that means I purposely oppose. See, this is, I'm not just resist, I don't just go, no, I am purposely about it. I'm not active about it. This is warfare. I am purposely opposed to the enemy. I'm resisting him. Why? Because I know who I am in Christ. I know who he is. 
That's why, and since I am no longer uh, walking in the flesh, I am walking in the spirit, I can see this. So I can, this truth makes me extremely powerful, and I can preach resurrection power to myself. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I am more than a conqueror. I don't know what is more than a conqueror, but I'll take it. Because that sounds like complete victory to me. That's what it sounds like to me, complete victory. Joshua 1.9, have I not commanded you? Pause. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. His presence makes me strong. That phrase, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, means I will not be shattered or broken. It is a command to be brave. It is a command to be courageous. That means it's possible for us to obey this. It's possible to be brave and courageous because God said it is. This truth makes me extremely bold so I can preach boldness to myself. I can encourage my soul to be bold when it wants to run away. When it wants to hide. When it wants to admit defeat. When it wants to choose to be shattered and broken instead of whole. I can say to my soul, no, hope in God. I can be bold, I can be courageous. Soul, come on. Bold and courageous. The Father commands it. But He promises to be with us through it all. Psalm 40. Verse 3, he put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. I am so grateful that God puts words in our mouth. Because the world tries to do that all the time. And most, not most, all those words are lies. Why do we want to speak lies over ourselves? God has given us a new song, a new way. You know, it's worship words, it's, a, it's fresh, it's new. It's a song that lifts the weariness of our souls and sends the gospel message to a world needing to hear that song. This truth makes me extremely grateful. And I can preach gratefulness to myself. Someone say amen. amen. This is more than just simply reminding yourself of truth. This is more than just gathering information. This is transformation. The gospel transforms. Reminding ourselves, reminding each other is, is huge and important, but this is deeper. I'm encouraging you to preach to yourself and preach to each other the truth of of God's Word. 
Because it's the power to save. The gospel is the power to save, even on a Monday morning. Even on a Monday morning where it seems impossible. Did you get that? Did you get that? Did you hear God in that? Then I'm done. Father, thank you for loving us so well that you speak so clearly to us. I pray that every word that uh, is from you will resonate in our hearts and our spirits and solidify there and help us understand how we can preach to ourselves, preach to each other, preach to the world in a way that convinces everybody of your great love, their great need of you, and our need of you. Father, I still need a Messiah. Thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for coming. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for remaining with us and leading us into all truth. So we offer ourselves up to you as a a living sacrifice and say, have your way with us. And we pray, Father, and I pray, Father, for for Monday. (laughs) Father, that we will embrace Monday because you're there. We will embrace Tuesday because you're there. Wednesday because you're there. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and back together Sunday. You're there. So thank you for being the Lord of our days. And we bow before you. So I pray for my brothers and sisters. I pray a blessing over them. I pray that you will bless them in their finances. You will bless them in their health. You will bless them in their relationships. And I pray that wherever they go this week, they will trip Jesus. And I ask this in your name. Amen.